Welcome back to Dice and Salt. I'm Lord Richter. And I'm Lady Toast. And we're here talking about episode 121, The Amazing Rake. Yes, a good title, I think. Yeah, I mean, basically, the way The Amazing Rake works, folks, is that the players are going to line up so that the game master can use his creature to leap forward and rake them. Mm -hmm. The only thing that could have made these guys worse was pounce, I think. And they're not even dead yet. Oh, yeah, no, no, they're definitely not. They're not dead. It's, um, yeah, it's definitely going to be something. But I guess that's for the the end of the episode. (laughs) There's definitely some meat at the end of the episode for sure. Ah, let's see yes. here. We had we had another wonderful intro about, you know, if you have a friend or family member who listens to Inspired Incompetence, you can seek professional help for that. That would be us. We are the that professionals. Would be us, yeah. We are here to help. There you go. That kind of was my question. I'm like, what if I'm the problem and the professional help? What if you're the problem and I'm the professional help? <laughs> oh. Or the other way around. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'm you know, I was containing it all in one person just thinking that would be a mess, but. You know, I guess we I mean, could share and make it even better because, you no. know, sharing is scaring. <laughs> y- yes. Right. I said that right. Right. That turn of phrase. Yes. Yes. Sharing is scary. Oh, good. Good. I hate to think I had done it wrong. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we can uh, open back up where we where I guess where they left off last week since they are liking to leave us on cliffhangers recently. Well, they've been leaving us on cliffhangers for a while, but they've had uh, they've had some some different feels to them. I think for a while they've been clever cliffhangers and stuff like that, or ending at the moments we kind of suspect. And and this one was definitely, at least for me listening, I'm like, okay, okay, all right, and then bam, yeah, I was like, what? No, no, no. Did did I miss the part where they realized it was a mythic spell here? Because when I was listening to it. It seemed like they went in and knowing that, oh, yeah, this is a mythic version of this spell. Did I miss something? Um, I'm tr- Okay, now you're asking me to remember episode 120. And I, I, don't I think, think... I, I don't remember them doing anything in 120, though, because like at the end of that episode, like they dispelled it and the fog rolled out and they didn't really learn anything about it. But it, it seems like they opened up this episode and they were like, no, oh, yeah, I so think... this is a. Well, I think the setup from 120 and maybe some other stuff from a little bit of 119 possibly. I don't I don't 100% remember how far back it is, it, whether it's one or two. But what I remember from 120 was they knew the wall of force was there and they right. knew something was up with the wall of force because it had been staying there for a long time and they had a Meritos making notes on it. So they knew it had already exceeded the standard duration of a wall of force. So they didn't know if it was uh, an artifact or whatnot. And the assumption was the fog cloud behind the wall of force Mm-hmm. was of some sort of similar thing. It, at I least mean, that was what I got out of it was that it had some it had some similar thing where it was like it wasn't your standard normal duration spell. Right, but I mean you can make wall of force permanent with a permanency spell and that's not mythic. That's not No. So, I'm just I'm I'm just wondering where it just it seemed to me like Jay they jumped straight to mythic and I'm wondering if I missed where they said it, because I went back and listened to it, and I don't hear it. I hear them going, "Okay, well, this is a mythic version of this spell," and I'm like, "Well, how no, did you I know don't. That? I, I think, I think they did make a leap to mythic because the stuff is of longer duration, and they also had the Carbathon's throne had something it could do 
that was uh, for like a uh, couldn't he do an unhall unhollow hollow for like a year or something like you could make uh, something I think unhallow is a is a year regardless but it did have something mythic wise I, I remember there was something it had uh, it had some sort of uber spell effect that yeah. could exceed it had, the it had a mythic spell effect that he could do but I I just I don't know I don't know maybe I'm putting too much on it I guess maybe just because then fog cloud basically spilled out and took over a huge area they're like this isn't normal but no i think it i i think the well the assumption should have been in my opinion is that with extra effort on the wall of force even if it was made permanent which is mm-hmm. as you say a mythic level thing uh you're dealing with tarbafon you've already encountered something in here that you realize was a power that's way beyond you know it's a sp- a spell-like ability from the throne that's way beyond what you, you're normally doing. And I don't know if it was specifically a mythic spell or it was just kind of on the same power level as a mythic spell. I just didn't... I, I think the effect from the throne required the expenditure of like two mythic points or however... Oh, okay. So it, it's it did. Used. I, you know, then then I think the assumption that this fog cloud was some kind of mythic spell was not out there, but I don't know that they actually... I don't recall them in 120 doing any actual identification that said, oh, it's a mythic spell. Yeah, and I don't remember I, them doing anything in the beginning of this one saying, oh, No, yeah. they did not. They did not. They they just made just, the assumption that it was mythic. He pumped the, the stuff into it, assuming it was mythic, and then he took the minus four to his roll as if it was mythic, and yeah. then, boom, out came a number, which was amazing. It was a 19 on the die for a 36, and he dispelled the fog for yeah, as which long, is, I guess, as he can dispel it. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying to downplay, you know, Nick's role oh, no, no, here because no, it was great. I wasn't, it was. It was great. I just. It, it I wasn't just, suggesting it seemed like that a you weird were. leap. Uh, yeah, but that made it may just it literally may just be me and having just. I mean, I went back and listened to it, like I said, and I just I can't find where they make the connection. I don't know that they're they. Well, excuse me. The only connection I think they could have made was from the throne having mythic and once introducing mythic as the possible solution for why stuff is way overpowered. Yeah, uh, or so. an artifact level, I think they may have stuck with mythic. Okay, I but I, they don't. There's there was no identification per se that it was in fact mythic. Yeah, it just as I recall was mathed out as if it was mythic. Okay, which seems to give away that it's mythic. Right. I just like I said, I missed the connection there. But until yeah. we find out from Alex in the uh, book four recap that it was not in fact mythic, he just threw that out there. And, you know, knowing that it was what the numbers were going to be, let Uhtred make the roll. And he actually came up with a 40 and not a 36, but that was high enough to do the job. <laughs> yeah. You know, not that Alex would ever be so devious or brilliant <laughs> or conniving <laughs> or just absolutely freaking awesome yeah, to do that. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Anyway, I guess moving on, they, uh, the fog is gone. And they can finally not see what what's coming at them because their vision doesn't right. extend was far described <laughs> last episode. Yeah, they still can't see it. Oh, but, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, I don't know how uh, that one unfolded that they, they had it goofed up like that, but that was classic. Yeah, it was good. It was great. It's like, oh, yeah, the fog's gone and you still can't see it. It's too far away. <laughs> but they can see you. <laughs> yeah, and, and the description, you know, we were left with basically the description from last episode, so that was pretty entertaining. Yeah, w- with the addition of, like, bat ears. Bat ears, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. I I like the ice blue and the needle-like uh, legs and the, 
you know, spidery look and the mm-hmm. chittering here and there or skittering yeah. here and there. This isn't a monster I've ever really come across, so this was this was new to me. It's an interesting, interesting I, little thing. I absolutely looked up the Wissagatcak. Yeah. And I'm going to pronounce it that way until somebody corrects me. Yep. <laughs> but I did look it up. It was pretty, uh, pretty crazy. Yeah. I love in the description, though, this spider-like monstrosity. And, of course, when I see, hear the word monstrosity, right? I think monstrous. I think large. And it's all small outsider. Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> I think it says monstrosity because it's horrible to look at. but Yeah, yeah it's grotesque. I'm sure that's what it's this, supposed to be. The description down at the bottom does say it has a, a leg span of five feet. So it does take up the five, the whole five foot square. Ah, it's, so it's, it's kind of like a daddy long leg or thing or something. Yeah, which makes it even creepier. Oh man, Ugh. I'm not usually like freaked out by spiders. They don't typically bother me. But holy crap, this thing weighs sixty pounds. Yeah, <laughs> it's a small creature and it weighs sixty pounds. It's like a. I, I it guess it has a leg span of five feet. So it takes up the whole square at 60. It's like a daddy long leg beagle or some crap. No, it's not even a beagle. My beagle doesn't weigh that much. It's like a daddy long leg dog. Well, Alex compared them to a chihuahua, and I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> oh, that's way too small. <laughs> it's way, way small. too small. Yeah, this thing is like a 60 pounds. You're looking at like a, I don't, I don't know, know golden breeds. retriever, a small golden retriever, I'd say probably. Uh, they're usually a little bigger. I mean, a husky, Siberian huskies can be in that size range. Uh, yeah. Uh, come on, let me, uh, maybe like a, a spaniel. I, I don't know dogs, so we're, uh, we're well outside oh, my, <laughs> we're, we're just throwing names out there now. Okay. You're just throwing Got names it. out there to me, which is fine. Yes. Well, it is not a chihuahua. I can assure you it is not a chihuahua. <laughs> That's a no go chihuahua. Yep. I think other than that, it, it's a fairly standard fight. Although I do like the fact that Alex is, is using the environment to his advantage by putting up the wall of ice in like the hallway and blocking out you know Tia Blith and our genus. yep yep that's yeah. that's nice to use it against him and i like the fact that even after it was dispelled this the first time and not even did by diablith it was <laughs> our genus had to do it he puts it up again <laughs> oh yes that's obnoxious i love that <laughs> that's great he's like yeah i'm gonna do that again <laughs> that's amazing yeah, there's a lot to like about this fight. I like the uh, the terrifying uh, polar ray. Was that what it was? I like that spell. That's a fun spell. I've used that one. I, I love that it got fired and then it went down to a mirror image. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd love for it to hit too because, you know, I like it when stuff messes people up. But it was it was also nice that, you know, mirror image just boop, soaks it and neutralizes it. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's good that they had those too because it's not a... Uh... It's not a good spell, especially since it does, you know, drain on decks, I believe, and there's no save on that. It's it's rough. Oh, yeah. And uh, Thelias is uh, soaking up the wisdom drain or damage. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, I think not at that this we can point tell the all, difference. Yeah. I think at this point they all have some kind of wisdom damage, even though Alex really isn't remembering to make them, you know, roll it. <laughs> Because he yeah. makes them roll like three of them at once. He's like, oh yeah, we should have done this three times. It kind of is what it is. I, I, I like that Thelias basically charges in and then immediately regrets it. He's like, oh, I should not have done this. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He, he does in fact get the titular rake, which is fun. He does. And the, the rakes are things to worry about. Yeah. The uh, 
the Ravage Flesh uh, power that the uh, Wizzagatcak has with uh, consecutive rakes occurring. and ugh. Yeah, so the, he got the first one, and then the second one basically lets them auto-rake the second time with a bonus. And if they hit, it says they get haste to fall on ground, which is crazy. Well, it's let's see. It says if if he rakes, so first you got to hit him with three three at least three of its attacks. Then you get yep. a rake. Yep. Then the next round, you know, well, once a, you've raked a foe, it can automatically attempt to rake that foe in the following round. So round one, you have to hit him three times. You get the rake. Now you can rake him in the second. You get an automatic attempt to rake in the second round. Mm-hmm. And then because you have, if you successfully damage it with with rake attacks in two successive rounds, it gains haste. That's crazy to me. Yeah. It's crazy. Just the whole combo, combo, combo. Boom. Oh. Yeah. And I, that just I like makes it even worse. I like all the jokes that they kept making after they, after Alex told them that. Oh, well, you know, this, this particular attack, <laughs> because I did this. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It was fun. Oh, and oh, my goodness. And you know what? One of my favorite moments in the thing is Nick going up. Oh, man, this is when Tiabith's going to break his bowstring, or I smell a <laughs> broken bow. And I was like, man, Nick, why are you doing that? You know it's going to And All I hear Matt goes, God damn it, Nick. And I'm all, oh, you got to be kidding me. Oh, it was great. I love oh, shit like that. Oh. <laughs> but calling, like for a, calling for a fumble on your fellow player. <laughs> it's the only time That it is effing heartless. I throw things at people at my table when they <laughs> do that because – we, you know, that just is like, you know, putting the kiss of death on it. And it's like people that I play with that are so, I, you know, and I love everyone I play with, but we get so superstitious about some stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, don't tell me to roll well. I'm going to roll like crap. Don't tell me not to get a one because I'll get a one. And then they do it to each other over and over and over. And I'm like, why? <laughs> you know, if, if you believe this is going to happen, if this is the superstition you have, you believe that it's going to happen. Why keep enacting it on each other? And like gleefully, like, you know, bloodthirsty kind of <laughs> in their eyes. And, you know, like, I want you to pay. And I'm like, why? Because we're all terrible people deep down. I don't actually believe that. Most people are pretty nice deep down. I don't know. I'm kind of good and crunchy. I don't know that that's nice, but, you know, whatever. I, I have been enjoying the fight overall. It's been it's been a blast. It's been a good fight. It's been pretty... Uh, I think it's even been a little bit better than like, you know, their usual fights because Alex keeps being <laughs> going like, oh, yeah, I can do this, too. Oh, yeah, I can do this, too. Oh, yeah, here's a second wall of ice. <laughs> Alex. Oh, that's been being... entertaining. Yeah, that part is very entertaining, that continuous. I'm sure the players are ready to, you know, throw them out the window. But yeah, but they'd have to be together for them to do that. And apparently they don't record together anymore because they don't love us enough to do it. <laughs> All Everyone in person. <laughs> yeah. Well, they kind of got, I, I, you know. I, no, I know, so I know. The, I'm just. So like. the story goes, they got kind of separated and that made it easy. And so everybody just, you know, does it this way and it's easier to capture it all. So whatever. I don't believe any of it, folks. I think it's because they don't love us anymore. <laughs> I'm with toast on that one. Uh, let's see. What else is that? Oh, Elksy. Yeah. The, the end, yeah. Elksy getting hammered. And thank God that crit had the pushback on the first one. And then she gets knocked out. Or down. Yeah, she gets like, knocked you know, unconscious, which knocked is our cliffhanger. Which yeah. Ah. I guess a lot of people have been, uh, wouldn't see that as a cliffhanger. They're like, oh, you're just kind of stopping the fight here? Stopping the episode in the middle of the fight? <laughs> yeah. It's like a lot of people seem to be like very on one side or the other for Elksy. 
on one side or the other. I'm the only one on one side. Oh, well. Remember, you abandoned me. I did. But you remember, you remember how we just talked about that, you know, deep down, everyone's a nice person. And I, I, I lied. I'm not. <laughs> I'm the one rooting for the fumbles at my table. <laughs> well, aren't you the game master? <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. That means everything. <laughs> that means everything. The game master should be rooting for fumbles. That means fun and excitement and action. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. So I guess sometimes I guess we're getting close to uh, the end of this book. They keep mentioning it, but it doesn't feel yeah, like keep, it. We're, we're gearing up. It has to be coming up close. I mean, something is gonna is gonna break free because they keep prepping for it. So mm-hmm. or prepping us for it every week. You know, I remember it's coming up. It's coming up. So I mean, this is what forty five episodes for us. So I mean, we're seven weeks out from a full year on book four, which is crazy. Yeah, that's insane. That blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Blows my mind. Just a little bit. Some quick thoughts from chat that kind of, and from the episode. Nick said he's been re-listening to oh, Book yeah. 4 to prep for the thing. I wanted to know if he was re-listening to the Dice and Salts, too. Because There's no way. Why would he want to miss that? There's so much that we catch that he hasn't. <laughs> How could you... I mean, you know, all this detailed color commentary that's giving you everything you need... You'd ignore that? I, I, I think, think he so. would. I don't think so. I think Nick is the is the consummate professional gamer here. I think he's listened to them as well. I just want the confirmation, you know, for my, you know, petty little ego. Mm, I don't think he's doing it. It would hurt me if he wasn't. Deep down. Mm. See, it even causes me pain right now. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm going to purge the... that thought. Oh, see, I feel better now. Oh, everything's better because I purged that thought. No, I think that was the four sticks of butter and the cookie you ate. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> Had some thoughts from uh, chat with Nick, mm. and and it led me to some interesting things. Uh, for those of you not paying absolute detailed attention to chat, Nick made the comment that Tom, as our genus, has tried diplomacy twice and had it ruined by Thelias, Joe, right? Um, you know, with some shovels to the face to open up some stuff. And and to be fair, the setups. For Tom's diplomacy efforts really did not seem like diplomacy was even an option. Like this seemed like he was going to do that and it was going to be, yeah, fine. And have his face torn off or some (laughs) such. So, and honestly, our genus is so random and dare I say fickle. I just honestly was not sure he was attempting diplomacy versus say distraction. Right. And I also realized that Thelias has been smacking things with the shovel and I'm not a hundred percent trusting this current Thelias. You don't, I'm just, you don't trust the reincarnation in a separate body. I, you know, there's something about it that just doesn't feel right to me. And I, I guess maybe I'm just a little paranoid. I mean, my emotions have been taken over a cheese grater multiple times by, by Alex. And, you know, I, I think Joe would do that. I mean, I don't think he would protect me in any way, shape or form just cause it's me. Probably not. So him blowing up Tom's diplomacy efforts, which the only indication that we got that they were honest efforts was that Tom got upset after it got blown up. So, you know, I'm kind of like, I don't know. Thelias isn't really coming off as himself, like from the Thelias from the beginning. 
And I'm kind of like, I don't trust him, but the reasons I don't trust him are kind of for blowing up Tom's stuff, but I wasn't really sure Tom was being honest when he's, you know, so I'm kind of in this circular argument of distrust and it's horrible on it. <laughs> However, yeah. that did lead to, I told Nick that Utrid, he's the party leader. And if he sees somebody misbehaving, he should speak up and straighten them out. And he said, don't you right. put that on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> You know, that got me. I said, man, he's really apathetic about this. You know, Uhtred's really. And then I went, oh, no, because I realized that Emeritus' story is his apathy, right? Right. And his apathy goes so far that he wants to stop feeling his apathy and, and his and all this stuff. So he kills the girl. That's the one little thing that gives him some kind of feeling so he can feel no, you know, so he doesn't have to feel anything And when he's coming over. And I'm like, oh, crap. Utrid has been mm -hmm. going that way, and and Nick has been talking about how it is. I mean, his best buddy ever, Keisha Keish, goes down, and he's like, "Yeah, it, yeah, that's happens. just the way it is. Your friends die, yeah. you know." And I'm like, mm -hmm. "Uh oh." So I'm worried. I'm seriously kind of worried. Yeah, I I mean, we still got two books to go, so uh, this could get a lot worse before it gets better. If it if I it don't, gets better, I don't know that it's going to get better. I think Utrid is going to do something. Potentially, potentially. We'll see how it goes. But I could totally see Utrid taking betraying a dive off a cliff. Uh, betraying, maybe not directly. Like maybe he does something thinking it's going to help the party and it's just totally the, the sucker move, you know? Yeah. You know, you must sacrifice to take me, you know, Tarbafon's. You must sacrifice to take me. So, you know, Utrid throws himself on Tarbafon's proverbial sword and then, you know, <laughs> Ha! That's not what I meant at all. And now they're down one, which turns out to be just what's necessary to get him killed, to get him yeah. you know, totally wiped. I don't know. I it just it feels like you know the and like I said, it's it's God. I swear, Utrid, the way Utrid's going and Emeritus's you know flashback. I just there there's a very creepy parallel there. They're eerily similar as much yeah. as they're you know unique to each character. But well, now that you've pointed yeah. it out, yes. <laughs> I didn't see that, but now it's kind of like staring at me in the face. Well, I'm sorry. No, it's I'll try fine. and look it, away. No, <laughs> no, it's fine. It's good. That's the whole point of these things. I just hadn't realized that. Like, I hadn't thought about it like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, that that does make sense. Yeah, and I, I you know, I have to thank Nick for that spoiler. He's always leaking the good stuff to us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did notice something. I think. Hmm. A rules thing, possibly. Oh, yes. Alex has, I think he had the Wissagatcax use lunge. Right. And lunge reduces your AC for an entire round till your turn comes back around. Ooh, did we miss that? Did he? Did I think, hit? well, I, I think possibly. I didn't hear him make any notations and I don't recall the numbers necessarily changing. Like, you know, this hits, that doesn't hit at certain values. But, you know, I was expecting a, a something. Usually, usually it seems like Alex calls that out. Well, you know, this would have missed. Oh, but they've used lunge or something. So whatever. I don't yeah. know that he, I he's actually used lunge before specifically. So maybe not. I don't know. It's interesting. So that's right, Alex. I don't right, Alex. If they got hit after that because that was pretty much right near the end of the episode. I thought, but I th I thought it was like around before the end. It might have been. It probably. I mean, that's was. when I recall. I don't know. Yeah, 
I don't know. One can only hope that that will be the key piece of information that turns it around for the guys. Yeah, considering next episode already recorded that episode, and what we say has no bearing on it. <laughs> well, or am I? You know, am I pulling the curtain back too far? <laughs> I, I think you're pulling it back too far. I think everyone thinks that the guys hang on our every words before they do their next episode. I think that's how they, you know, that's exactly how it works. The fan base sees it. Yep, yep. We're absolutely not recording this early. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, I think that wraps up this episode today. I think so. It's it's kind of a uh, it's a regular combat episode. There's some good things to talk about, but. Not yeah, a... I think we've I think we've raked all the fallen meat together and, you know, boom, we've had our little uh, fiesta and we're done. Yeah. And that does it for us this week. You can find us and the players on the Inspired Incompetence Discord. Links can be found at inspiredincompetence.com. I am Lord Richter. I'm Lady Toast. See you next week. Bye. Bye. crunchy so you're like the worst kind of peanut butter yes <laughs> crunchy peanut I'm kind butter of the is, peanut is... butter wrapped around almonds or walnuts Ugh. i'm just i'm just yeah that's what i'm saying crunchy peanut butter is an abomination and i'm gonna say that right now <laughs> <laughs> it's gross uh